0: So uh, just some quick announcements uh, before we get back into worship. Um, It's the first Sunday of the month. We'd like to just remind everybody, uh, particularly if you're new here, just about some of the logistics of being here. So we have welcome cards in the back of the seats. Uh, You can certainly walk up and introduce yourself to anybody, and we'd like to get to know you. We have a church email list that we'd like to put you on if you'd like just to stay informed, to keep you informed of things that are going on at the church. Um, There are ways to give. Uh, Giving is just a big part of our life together as brothers and sisters, and you can give on the church app, you can do it through the website, you can uh, do it in the little boxes that are around here, mail or anything like that. Um, We do have a website, we have an app, and these are ways, again, for you to just stay connected with, informed about things that are going on at church, and as important as anything is our prayer email. We have an opportunity for you to just let the elders know about anything that's going on in your lives that we would love to be praying for you anytime and all the time. So that's, again, an opportunity to uh, take advantage of part of our family being here as a body together. We wanted to celebrate. There's a couple of pictures of an effort that Betty really kind of uh, led in taking Christmas presents, and so many people contributed to doing that down to Triple C. And so I think there's a few pictures here that are kind of showing putting those things together and delivering them down to Triple C and the ministry that we have in partnership with our family down at Triple C. And next is going to be a praise report from Tina about all the work that went in towards the food bank at Help of Ohio.
1: Sorry, I have my own special mic. <laughs> okay, so those that don't know me, my name is Tina, and I work for Help of Ohio here in town. And I reached out to our church body um, right around Thanksgiving. Um, we had had an infestation in our, pantry, our food pantry, and we had to throw a lot of stuff out. So that meant a lot of families weren't going to have any food. So I reached out to our congregation, to the elders and everybody, and you guys stepped up. We had so much food for our, um, our Thanksgiving box boxes, and we had stuff left over for Christmas stuff. Um, it's a continuing thing all year round. So I wanted to thank you for your prayers, for your donations, monetary and physically you guys brought over. Um, and we just appreciate that so much. Um, I think it's also a good witness for those that work with me. That don't um, maybe attend a church, so it's kind of nice that you just hey, we just ask. We're just normal people. We just ask, and you guys just stepped up. So thank you guys very much. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Tina. Yes, thank you, Mark. My name's Jordan. I am the youth director here at the Well, and I guess this is fitting That's, for the it's, youth stuff. It's official. Yeah, yeah, it's official. Uh, so, just a couple announcements for youth. Uh, you know, we we just had a Christmas party. Uh, it seems like so long ago on the 21st. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we had a candy cane relay. We had a snowball fight in here with some fake snow. Too bad we couldn't get the real stuff. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we just had a lot of fun. We had a great turnout with all the students. So I know some of you are in here. Uh, thanks for coming to that. Uh, pro tip: Have you guys ever done that rap game where you wrap something really small? You keep wrapping it, and you just layer it and layer it and layer it, yeah, have you, yeah. anybody yeah all right, okay, it was cool it was well, all right, <laughs> so we did that, and I realized that, and I guess this could be good or bad for however you want to do it we I actually got a paper gift card all the way at the bottom, wrapped in cellophane, and uh, we couldn 't unwrap it, so if just think about that for the future, if you guys want to make it really challenging, we actually had to kind of raffle off, and you know, draw names from a jar to see who won, so uh, it was fun. We didn't end up unwrapping that completely, but if you want to make it more challenging in the future, you should try that, but we had a great time. Uh, we had, like I said, had a great turnout with the students. Uh, we'll be having more events coming up uh, in the new year, uh, and lastly, uh, we will not be having youth events this week, so no Bible study on Tuesday and no Wednesday youth group, but we'll be meeting up the week after, so thank you.
0: Thank you, Jordan. Uh, Just a couple other uh, final announcements. We have on our app and the website four different Bible reading plans. So it's January 1st. If you would like to kind of take on reading through the entire Bible in the course of 2023, there's four different plans. You you can do it uh, historically, chronologically, lots of different kind of uh, tactics and avenues towards reading the Bible, but great resources. If you don't have access to the Internet and you'd like to use this and you'd like to get a printed version, see Tyler. And Tyler can arrange getting a printed version if you'd like, but technologically they're available on the website and on the app. And lastly, um, starting this next Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., the Baptist Church is actually coordinating on behalf of all the churches in town a monthly prayer revival um, opportunity. So it's getting together with brothers and sisters from all over the valley and praying for revival here in our, in our city, in our state, in our country, and in the world. It's going to be at Alan and Jana Fletcher's house, which is uh, 856 Quail Street, 7 a.m. till about 745 or 8 a.m. And that's open to anyone who would like to go and certainly encourage you to take advantage of doing that.
3: Are we on? Okay, there we are. Okay. So, anyone relate to that video? All right. All right. You sold it? Did you sell it? All right. Well, you know, I don't know where you are on the resolutions front. They say statistically most of the resolutions go out the window within a couple months. Um, But today we're going to to really encourage you, not necessarily with resolutions, but with, with a spiritual focus for the new year. We really want as a church family and you specifically individually here and at home to use this time together, even this morning, right? I know holidays, Christmas and New Year's Eve, everything uh, probably went like that. December probably went like that. And I'm guessing that a certain percentage of us have not asked the Lord for a vision for 2023 for us personally, right? Right? Not necessarily a resolution, but a vision, a plan, something to get excited about, something to to embrace and to say, yes, I want to see God do this in my life in 2023, right? Think about it. Have you done that yet? Or have you just kind of slid into, well, it's the first and here we go again and it's just another year, just another, another. And and my prayer for us and and for you is that really you'd, you'd, you'd be attentive today to what the Lord might show you, might give you something to enthusiastically hold on to, embrace that'll light a fire for 2023. Just get you up every day, not just to come to church, but get you up, motivated, because right now there's a lot of people in the country and around the world who are just heavy laden. They're just trying to make it through. And when I say 2023, they kind of go, oh, I hope I get through it. Oh, I barely made 2022. Now you're talking about a whole nother year and whole nother financial situation, whole nother health issues. Who knows what's going to happen with the government? Who knows what's going to happen with the world, right? So some of you might be looking at 2023 and rather than embracing the next 365 days, you're already in defensive mode. You're already in like, oh, versus let's do this. Amen. And I'm really praying that that the Lord speaks to you, speaks to us as a church and we look at 2023. You, you leave here different than when you came in with the vision for 2023. Even if it's with joy, enthusiasm, right? That, that you would understand that God's not done with you yet. God's not finished with you. There's things he wants to do in you and through you in 2023. But you're going to have to Do your part as well, and that's what we're going to see. And so today and the next few weeks here in January, we're going to kind of circle back to some of the teachings that we did in uh, 2022. Because as I was reflecting on this month and today in particular, I was like, Lord, how can we get some traction here? How can we drive some stakes in the ground, lay some foundation that will launch us into 2023? Rather than just, well, it's another Sunday, and let's just go to church. What can we do? biblically to launch us forward, to embrace, to be enthusiastic about this year spiritually. Spiritually. And I was thinking about Philippians 3. We covered this, you know, all last year. Philippians 3, the Apostle Paul in chapter 3, he's telling us his story. He tells us where he comes from. He's, t- he's telling us about this shift in priorities, this shift in vision, this shift in what really lights his fire now, right? And in Philippians three ten a he had said this, He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. So we covered this at length, and you can go back. If you weren't with us for the Philippians study, you can go back and look at the old uh, videos. Because today is more sort of a a big picture teaching, a big picture look at Philippians rather than in-depth teaching. And again, you can go back. And in Philippians 3.10, Paul is saying, you know what? This This is what lights my fire now. I came out of religiosity, I came out of legalism, and you know what? Right now, because I met Jesus, here's, what, here's my deal. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. There's a New Year's resolution. Think about that. If even just that verse became a year verse for you, in 2023, I want to know Christ. Now, that's just not head knowledge. When he says no, that's ginosko, which means experientially no. In my daily life, not know about, not learn about, not study. I want to know Christ, Gnosco, and the mighty power that raised him from the dead. How many would like that for 2023? To know Christ, experience the power of the resurrection in 2023. See, if you start latching onto this now spiritually, if you want to call them spiritual resolutions, suddenly you're, you're going to perk up. You're going to perk up. Because now you, every day has meaning, every day has purpose. And then in verses 12 to 14, he says this, not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect. He's talking about sanctification. He's talking about the goal to be godly. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So he says in this passage, You know what? I'm not there yet. I'm still a work in progress. How many here are still a work in progress? Right? So turn to the person next to you and say, I'm still a work in progress. Go ahead. I'm still a work in progress. Right? All right. I'm still a work in progress. But how many of you here celebrate God's work in you? How many of you would say, Yes, I'm a work in progress, but you should have seen me last year? Go ahead. Turn to the person, that You should have seen me last year right so if you're celebrating a year's worth of progress say amen Amen. right all right so paul says you know what i'm with you i'm not there yet either right i love his honesty but but that's okay i'm not perfect you're not perfect we're all in process it's called sanctification okay it's not going to end till you go to heaven it's a marathon that's the joy of this journey together is that it's progressive, it's layers, it builds on each other, okay? that's what he's saying. Warren Wiersbe says this. If we're gonna keep moving forward, he says, a divine dissatisfaction is essential for spiritual progress. Now, what what that means is it's not condemnation and guilt, like, oh, I'm such a loser, and how could I blow it again? It means, you know what? God has done a tremendous work in me, and I want him to do more, amen? God has done a great work in me, but I'm not going to rest on that. That's a holy dissatisfaction. That's when, again, you don't kind of slide into complacency and apathy, say, well, I'm good, you know, I'm good. You're like, no, I want to know Christ more. I want to know Christ more. And then in verse 13 and 40 he says, one thing I do, right? He has this single-minded focus. Psalm 86, 11 says this, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness, Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And as we launch into 2023, one of the things that you may have to sort through today, beginning hopefully today if you haven't already, and in this week and in the weeks ahead is, what is competing in your life for the priority that might be challenging you you have this priority i want to know christ i want to know i want to be godly i want to know the power of the resurrection but what in your life or what things might be competing on your priority list right because he says one thing i do but in our culture with social media and all the responsibilities we have with work and family there's a lot of competing things amen and we all, you know, the, the balance is trying to prioritize it all. And I know many of us, you know, I want to I wanna love God. I want him to be number one. But I got this, and I got this, and just just happened, right? Paul says, one thing I do, one thing I do is I want to pursue Christ. I want to be godly. Now, I've shared with you before, a lot of us, the reason we we battle so much with priorities is we kind of look at it linear, right? Here's priority one, here's priority two, you know, God, family. Church, whatever, and and work and finances, and we put this layer of priorities, and what happens is, because life happens, this thing goes like this. Our priorities compete with one another, right? How many of you have ever wanted to prioritize a quiet time, but things just happen, right? So what happens was you prioritize your quiet time, something down here happens, and it bumped it up, and this kept down there. And how many of you have said, I want to do my quiet time. I'll take care of this first, then I'll do my quiet time. And you never got to that quiet time. Right? It was a priority. And things, as the day went on, kept... And suddenly you're like, what happened? I thought I had my priorities straight. Right? So I've shared with you before, rather than trying to battle linear, what's helpful, because we're to love the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, Right? and I I often bring up here a bicycle wheel, is when you think of prioritizing the Lord, you put him as the hub, and everything in your life is a spoke, right? So out of the priority in your life, the hub of your life, everything comes out of that, okay? Everything in your life, everything in my life, should have at its core the Lord, amen? Amen? We should be seeking to honor and glorify the Lord in every aspect of our life. So rather than him putting him at the top, put him at the center. Put him at the center and seek him first in every area. That's how you keep him a priority. Lord, I want to glorify you with my finances. Lord, I want to glorify you in my marriage. Lord, I want to glorify you as a single person. Lord, I want to glorify you at school. You see, he's the hub. He's the hub of every area of your life. You seek him first in everything. That's keeping him first. Rather than here, he's the center. He's the hub, okay? Ray Pritchard says this, put me together, Lord, because right now my life is scattered in a thousand directions. So some of us, a victory for 2023 would be sometime today, sometime this week, sit down and maybe seek the Lord for everything going on in your life. Maybe you write it down. And you say, Lord, help me to get a handle on this. Because if you're like a large percentage of the population, you're just reacting to things that are coming at you in life. A text, a bill, a this at work, a kiss you with, an issue with your kid, an issue in your marriage. You're just reacting, reacting, reacting. You might just need to take time this week and write down everything that's going on in your life. And say, Lord, I give it all to you. Help me to prioritize and structure it, rather than going into 2023 just frazzled and trying to play catch up and always being one step behind. How many of you are like during the week or day, you always feel like you're one step behind? Like, man, I thought I had my day scheduled. And suddenly, whoop, or whoop, right? And you're just playing catch up and you're just reacting throughout the whole day. If You can stop and put the core things in place you can gain a sense of direction and purpose and even control over what happens and how you react to it. OK? It's very interesting because uh, they've studied New Year's resolutions and why people, you know, give up after a few months, and they've, they've discovered that sticking to resolutions are far easier. It's far easier when it aligns with your priorities. So sometimes people make, uh, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds, right? They make this resolution. But they don't really value good health as a core value in their life. So they make this resolution that kind of sounds good and may have some benefits. But if it's not in alignment with truly who they are and what they value, that's why they give up because it's, it's out of sync, So when you talk about making these sort of uh, resolutions, spiritual resolutions, question for you, question for me today is, how much of a priority is godliness in 2023 for you? How much of a priority for you is it that you become more like Jesus in 2023? Because... If that is truly a core value, if becoming godly, holy, honoring God is truly a priority, a high value in your life, the things that you choose to do are going to be far easier to follow through with. But if it's really not, and you're competing with the world, and you're trying to serve God and money, and you're trying to do all those other things, and godliness and holiness is really not a high priority, then church isn't going to be a high priority. Reading your Bible isn't going to be a high priority. Getting involved in a small group isn't going to be a high priority. You may make those resolutions, but the reason you're not going to stick with these disciplines of the faith is because at the core, they're really not in alignment with the true priority in your life. Okay? So again, maybe today and moving into this week, you have to take time, turn off social media, turn off the, all the distractions, say, Lord... Honestly, Lord, how much of a priority have I put on becoming more like Jesus? What, how, where is that on my priority scale? Is it an add on? Is it just an add on and it's when it's convenient? Or am I going to put godliness and Christ likeness as the priority and then the resolutions I make, the decisions I make, all fit that? Because if you have that in place, you know what happens? It helps you to say yes to things, and it helps you to say no to things. A lot of times we're conflicted with saying yes and no, I don't know if I should, I don't know if I can say yes or no, because our values and core priorities are not a whack. If you prioritize godliness, holiness, being more like Jesus, it's going to help you say yes, and it's going to help you say no, because you're going to live 2023 more in alignment and sync with God's will, Amen? But that takes, that's easier said than done because we are all busy and we are all easily distracted. And we got so much on our plate. And we're like, you telling me that I need to go park at Emma Wood Beach, just me, with a journal and a notepad, and I'm going to sit there and I'm just going to write things down, all that's going on in my life, and seek the Lord for my life? Yeah. You mean I'm going to go take a walk on Shelf Road and just think about my life and the priorities and the values and what I need to say? Yes, Yeah. You mean I'm going to just turn off everything in my house and go sit on at my kitchen table with a cup of coffee or tea or water and, and have a journal out and a piece of paper and I'm just going to sit there quietly and ponder my life and think about my life and my priorities with the Lord for a, for a bit and not talk to anyone and turn my phone off? Yeah, maybe. You got to make a choice. You're going to have to make this choice. And if you do, you may find so much more clarity, so much more peace, so much more purpose and direction because it's flowing out of God's purpose and plan for you. But a lot of us, we're going into 2023 and it's just a snowball and it's just we're holding on for dear life and we're just already it's day one and we're already in reactive mode. okay so that's why today I was like, you know what we got it we gotta we gotta stop for these first few weeks of 2023 as a church and just catch our breath. Just catch your breath here okay? Matthew 6:24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. What's the principle here? Having a divided heart, right? In Matthew 6, he said, where are you storing up your treasures? So maybe, again, the starting point, and this is just to get us to settle down as we move into 2023 and say, Lord, who am I trying to serve already? Have I thought through who is in the center of my heart already into 2023? Again, just giving you thoughts on ways to approach the new year with purpose and joy and enthusiasm. I came across, I do a lot of reading, um, guys and and girls who want to help people, you know, kind of organize and and be successful in life and all that kind of stuff. And one of the the tools that I came across recently was called inversion thinking. Inversion thinking, right? And so typically, let's say at church, we'll say, hey, how many of you want to be more like Jesus in 2023? Show of hands. Okay? So typically, we'll ask something positive like that, and then we'll encourage you to do positive things to to achieve that, right? That's typical. Inversion thinking would mean asking this. How many of you want to backslide in 2023? How many of you would like to be apathetic, lukewarm, complacent, and just take five steps backwards spiritually? Okay, but that's a real question. So inversion thinking, right? Inversion thinking, Bobby would say, how can I be lukewarm in 2023? What can I do to stagnate in my faith? Okay, and then you would ask, and you answer it. Like, literal answer it, right? If that isn't, how, how can I be lukewarm? Okay, so I won't go to church, except when it's convenient. Really won't read my Bible. Do You see what I'm saying? When you invert it, the way our brains are wired, it actually latches on to the inversion. Because you're like, whoa, I'm actually doing some of those things. Right? So think about that. Rather than just thinking like, how can I be more like Jesus in 2023? Ask yourself this. How can I be less like Jesus in 2023? What do I need to do to be a backslidden, lukewarm Christian in 2023? And I bet you would come up with some answers, wouldn't you? As you come up with those inverted answers, you're also coming up with the answers to the inversion. Amen? Don't do those things. Don't do those and do the opposite of that. And suddenly you're like, really? Because a lot of us, again, you may not start out with this written out vision for 2023. Vision for 2023, be a lukewarm Christian. Be apathetic, be stagnant, take 10 steps backward in my faith. You may not actually say that and write that down, but your actions betray you. Your priorities betray you. Your choices betray you. What's really going on? Okay, so again... Maybe a helpful tool today, this week, do some inversion thinking. But you can even use this for your finances, anything, right? Your marriage. How can I make my wife miserable in 2023? Inversion thinking, right? Right? How can I ruin my finances in 2023? Think about that, right? Finance is a big deal, so invert it. Rather than saying, oh, I got I to improve my finances. I want, Okay, that's all well, fine, but flip it. How can I make my finances worse in 2023? How can I make my financial situation worse in 2023? And what you write there is revealing to you the answer, just flip it. I give you these tools because following Christ and being more like Jesus has some very practical aspects, It's just very practical, right? So, right, Bobby? You don't want to, you're like, how can I make Danelle miserable in 2023, right? Oh. But when you write those answers down, you're already outing yourself, right? So you already know what not to do by answering the inverted question. So just do some of that but apply it mostly to what we're talking about today is the spiritual growth, right? If you want to grow spiritually and you want to be more like Jesus, just invert it. How can I be less like Jesus in 2023? What can I do to take steps backward rather than forward spiritually? And what you write down there gives you your answer in the reverse, okay? And then he says in Philippians 3, let's read it again, 12 to 14. He says, not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on, To make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That word press on, okay? Another, maybe a phrase for somebody here. What you really need to help you launch forward into 2023 is that you need to press on. Now, that word press on means to pursue with earnestness, earnestness, diligence, all right? Here's a word picture. This pressing on, it means like a police officer chasing a criminal. How many of you used to watch that old show, Cops? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do, right? You know, those, those chasings, right? Press on means you are exerting effort, diligence, energy, energy you are fully engaged in this cuz i got to catch this criminal. Well, when Paul is saying i press on, he is fully engaged. He has like single focus to get Christ. If you say, "Lord, I want to press on." Right? Randy, you like this the other word picture for press on, it's a hunter pursuing prey. Right? Fully engaged. Like, you are, you are in the moment. I got to get this, right? How many of us as believers, launching into 2023, you're like, I got I, I to gotta get Jesus. I'm pursuing godliness. I get up. I got to do this. I can't not do this, right? That's pressing on. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. There are no shortcuts to spiritual maturity. There are no shortcuts, okay? It's pressing on day in and day out. There are no shortcuts, you know? Sometimes I think we're reading these books and we're watching YouTube, you know, these life hacks that are going to give us a shortcut to to suddenly, you know, we want to just like, we're like, Jesus, oh, right? Microwave Christianity, oh, no. There are no shortcuts to spiritual maturity. You know what? If you're looking around and you're like, man, that that person, she's really godly or he's really godly. I want to be like that person. If you ask them, they're just going to tell you day in and day out, brother. Day in and day out, year in and year out. There are no shortcuts, okay? The, the other thing you kind of hear a lot in the media and on You know, YouTube and all that is, you know, you got to pursue your passion. Find something that you love. Find something that makes you feel good. Well, here's the deal. Becoming godly and Christ-like doesn't always feel good. You don't always feel like reading your Bible. Amen? Uh, It's okay. You can be honest. God knows. You don't always feel like reading your Bible. All right. But you do it anyway. You don't always feel like coming to church. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to out all of you. But you come anyway. Right? You don't always feel like going on to Zoom, small group, but you do anyway. Right? Look, let me give you an example of the spiritual disciplines. I look out here and y'all look pretty healthy, meaning you eat pretty well. How many of you remember your meals from 2022? You don't remember them. But how many of you ate consistently in 2022? Some of you more than you should have, right? What's the point? You ate because you need to eat. But not every meal is a standout, knockdown, right? French restaurant meal, right? Careful, Bobby. Just yeah, say, you yeah. Not every meal is glamorous and glorious and lights your fire and it, you know, sends you off, Woo, right? Sometimes it's just leftovers, amen? But you eat because you need to. Sometimes the spiritual disciplines, you do it just because you need to. That's pressing on, all right? If you want to be spiritually, if you call it, you know, spiritually, if you want to grow spiritually, here's the, here's the picture. You need a solid base that goes that way. And you need a foundation that goes that way. You know skyscrapers? Those 100-story things? You ever see how deep the foundations go? If you want to go up, you got to go deep when your foundation's in your base. That's pressing on. And that's the spiritual disciplines that we do as believers into 2023, even when we don't necessarily feel like it. Right? There are things, right? Right? I enjoy what I do here, and I understand it's a calling and everything, but there are times where I just don't feel like it, right? I just, honestly, would rather watch TCU beat Michigan, right, right? right? Yesterday, yesterday, came in early, you know, and I'm like, man, game's on. You know, I'm struggling and, and, you know, watch a little bit. Come back late last night and pouring rain, you know. Boy, part of me wanted to watch that Georgia, that Georgia game on last night. So I get it. There are things sometimes where you just have to do what you have to do because you have to do it. That's just life. That's getting up and going to work. That's loving your wife as Christ loved the church. That's just doing what you need to do as a godly man a godly woman Because we're pressing on. Amen? So in 2023, as a church, we're just going to press on. We're going to do what we need to do because we need to do it. Out of faith and obedience. Sometimes we're going to be really enthused about it. Other times it's going to be like nails on a chalkboard. But that's when we need each other. That's when we need each other. And if we don't see you, you know, sometimes, you know, I love Pastor Tyler. Pastor Tyler... You know, how many of you have been blessed by Pastor Tyler's texts, phone calls, like I love Pastor Tyler's gifting and Randy as well. You know, they they they're two wonderfully extroverted God bless you pastors. And they love you dearly and they love being in your lives, okay? And so when we don't see you around here and they reach out to you, it's not that we're the spiritual popo And we're like, have an attendance board in this room. And we put stars up every time, you know, because there's a camera there. So I take roll. And if you're here, you got stars. When you're not here and we notice, it's because we love you. It's because we want God's best for you. And we're going to do our best to reach out and connect with you. Because we understand the humanness of life, that sometimes things happen and we can drift. We can just drift, and we don't feel like coming to church. We don't feel like zooming in or coming to Bibles. We understand that, but the joy of it is sometimes a little outreach like that gets you back. Amen? That's all it is. It's just coming alongside you, putting an arm around you say, hey, we miss you. We miss you. And I praise God that we have a church like that that actually cares about one another. Because all of us can, can relate to the fact that sometimes we just don't feel like it. And we need each other to come alongside and just press on together. Amen? Okay? In 1 Timothy, he says this, Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That word, train yourself... Just so you know, it's where we get the word gymnasium. So, if you want to be godly, the word picture is you got to hit the gym. You got to be spiritually fit, which means discipline and work and perseverance and pressing on. Okay? Consistency. Consistency. How many of you have ever tried to break a bad habit and succeeded? Right? Eh? How many of you have ever tried to break a bad habit and it's like, oh my gosh, this thing has got a hold on me, right? Well, a lot of our spiritual sanctification, a lot of our spiritual growth just has to do with putting off unhealthy habits and putting on godly habits. It's just an issue of habits, really. And so, again, I was doing a lot of reading and and there's this phrase out there in the world of science called uh, automaticity, auto, a u t uh, oh. maticity. What, what they've studied, what they found is various studies have shown that 40 to 50 percent of what we do, like half of what we do in life, is on automatic pilot, just habit. It has to be because you can't overthink everything, right? You get dressed by habit, right? Some of you, you put on the same shoe right now and you don't even know, but you put on the same shoe first. Out of habit, right? you check your phone throughout the day out of habit. Right? How many of you check your phone just habitually? You don't you don't even think about it anymore. You're just like, "Poop." So you have this weird clock, right? I must check. Right? If half our life is based on automatic pilot, think about what we need to do to break certain habits to become more like Christ, to put on good habits, right? And so here's a here's a little Uh, experiment I shared with the leadership team this morning. I was reading, and and one guy, to challenge himself to think out of the box and not just be kind of like a sheep going through habit, you know, non-thinking, right? He says, here's a little test. Here's a little challenge. Brush your teeth with the opposite hand. How many of you can brush your teeth with your eyes closed? You don't even think about it, right? So I read this, and I'm like, last night, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy said brush. So I got... Put my toothbrush in my left hand. And I had to. (laughs) I almost dropped my toothbrush like three times. I'm like, how do you do this? Because my right hand, (laughs) done. One little shift really revealed to me the challenge of how hard it is to break something and put on something new. But here's the deal. I love this illustration because if you're going to be like Christ, you're going to have to be a little awkward. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and try some new things, reading the Bible, praying out loud, going to small group, and you're going to feel awkward and silly. And it's like, I never realized how hard something's... If you're going to move into 2023 and you want to pursue Christ, prepare to be awkward and scared, and a little out of your comfort zone, right? Mark, how many homes are we going to build in 2023? Okay, right now the vision is for us to build four homes in Mexico. Are we going to Ensenada or Tijuana? Two in Tijuana and two in Ensenada, okay. Some of you need to already start praying about those trips. I didn't say ask yourself how you're going to afford it, I said, just begin to seek the Lord about going. That might put you out of your comfort zone, crossing the border, right? Years and years ago when I was a high school pastor in Oceanside, we, we built homes. And for some of the students, they had never left the country. And their big moment, crossing the border, was crossing the border, And I'll never forget, they were in my van, and we drove across the border that many of us take for granted. And once we were on the other side of the border, they were just like, we're in a different country. And the border fence is right here, right? They were so out of their comfort zone, right? Something that they didn't even think was possible because they came from very limited means, and we made it possible for them to come. I share this with you because even in the church, we tend to get in habits and we're comfortable. Here's here's a left-handed toothbrush moment, possibly for some of you. Sit in a different seat every Sunday. You might meet a new friend. I always like how people, like, you do that, and then you have this conversation, and they're like, I met so-and-so, and they ask me how long I've been coming to the church, and you both have been coming to the church for years. But we have the right side and we have the left-siders, right? I want to encourage you. 2023, just as a tangible get-out-of-your-comfort-zone, left-hand toothbrush moment, y'all sit over here. Now, don't do it all the same day because that defeats the purpose, right? But just try something new. Try something new. Serve in a ministry. Try something new. Why not? Why not? Right? Spiritual disciplines, Donald Whitney says this, as we engage in the spiritual disciplines of the Christian life, the Holy Spirit molds us more into the character of the Master. Probably the most common reason for the lack of spiritual growth among Christians is inconsistency with spiritual disciplines. We don't grow in grace if we fail to use the God-given means for growing in grace. It's a simple fact. Those who grow the most and the fastest are those who place themselves in the channels of grace, such as the intake of God's word, prayer, worship, service, evangelism, silence, solitude, journaling, learning, fasting, and so on, right? So a question for us moving into 2023, if we're going to press on, what are you willing to actually practically do? Mark mentioned Bible reading plan. How many of you have read through the Bible at some point in your life? Right, a lot of us, maybe for some, this is the year you do it. just to just to, just because you do it. it's just it's just time. You're like, oh man, that's a that's a that's a lot of reading, yeah? It's just discipline. It's just discipline, it's just carving out, right? Like I said, maybe it's going on a mission trip. Maybe it's stewardship, maybe it's getting a hold of your finances and resources in 2023. Maybe it's a small group. Maybe it's committing to Sundays. Maybe it's just committing to Sundays. It's just a priority now. This is just what we do. Okay? I don't know what your unique situation is, but I encourage you, seek the Lord and do something practical in 2023. And don't let the the fear and the insecurity and the discomfort scare you away. How many of you have grown when you stepped out and been awkward and insecure, right? That's where we grow. That's where we grow. And then he says in verse 13, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So big vision. We're going to press on and pursue Christ-likeness. And then he says a key is to forget what lies behind. Some of us in 2023, if you want to make progress, you're going to have to choose to let go of the past. Because the past is shackling you and is keeping you bound. Okay? Now, Lehman Strauss says this, with many of us, that tendency to live in the past prevails. We either rest on some accomplishment as though we have arrived or else we live in the sagging spirit of regret over past failures. Forget the past and press on with the determination that each new day will find you more like Christ. Never look back on your past in such a way that it impedes further progress. Retrospection can be very depressing. Amen? At a certain point, remember the Apostle Paul? He persecuted the church. He destroyed lives. He destroyed families, right? Then he has this miraculous meeting with Jesus, he's called into the ministry, and at a certain point, you know what the apostle Paul said? By the grace of God, I am what I am. An apostle, a new creation, right? Think about all of his past, all the things he had to carry around about what he had done to people, persecuted the church, right? Think about the weight of that. Think of all the people who like, oh, you're a Christian now? Think of all the naysayers that he had to put up with, right? But at a certain point, the Apostle Paul had to let go of the past and embrace the future with Jesus. Amen? At a certain point, you and I have to let go of the past. We learn from it. We learn from it. If it's sin in our past, what do we do? We confess, we repent, we receive God's forgiveness, and we move forward. Amen? The devil is the accuser. The devil is the one that comes around and condemns you for your past. How many of you have a list of shoulda, woulda, couldas? Right, everyone. But at a certain point, as a child of God, as a new creation, you just simply have to say, by the grace of God, I know it's crazy, I am what I am, a, a child of God, Amen. Maybe in 2023, for some here, it's forgetting what lies behind. Time to stop beating yourself up. It's time. It's time to get over the shame. It's time to get over the condemnation. It's time to get over shoulda, woulda, coulda. If only it's time to stop blaming people, blaming circumstances, blame, blame, blame. No. No. What you need to do in 2023, beginning today, day one of 2023, is look forward. You need to look forward. And if you get your journal out, wherever it is, and you say, Lord, what were you teaching me through that? Lord, I went through this painful thing. Lord, I made some pretty dumb decisions. Lord, I chose the flesh in these areas. Lord, what do you want me to learn from that? Learn the lesson. Learn the lesson and bring it to the present and the future. Amen? Amen? That's what you do in life. That's what you do in life. Very rarely do we get it just right the first time. Amen? Do you remember when you started to ride a bicycle? How many of you got it right? Or a skateboard? Anything, right? It took a while. And you fell. Right? And you escaped your knee and you bumped your head and you got band-aids. But you got back up and you did it, Right? That's life. That's even life in following Jesus. Don't let the devil in 2023 bring shame and condemnation anymore. You need to be free of that. It's January 1st, 2023. You are a child of God, clothed in the righteousness of Christ. God loves you more. Couldn't love you more because you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Today, move forward. Amen? Move forward. Be free. Be free. You know, some of us, we got this bag, and it's filled with rocks called regret and shoulda, woulda, coulda, and shame and guilt. Some of us today, today, drop the bag. And you might not know what to do because you've carried that bag for years. That bag has become part of you. Let it go. And be free today. January 1st, 2023. Start fresh. Right? The Bible exposition commentary says this. Please keep in mind that in Bible terminology, to forget does not mean to fail to remember. Apart from senility, hypnosis, or brain malfunction, no mature person can forget what has happened in the past. We may wish that we could erase certain bad memories, but we cannot. To forget in the Bible means no longer to be influenced by or affected by. Too many Christians are shackled by regrets of the past. They are trying to run the race by looking backward. No wonder they stumble and fall and get in the way of other Christians. Some Christian runners are being distracted by the successes of the past, not the failures. And this is just as bad. The things which are behind must be set aside, and the things which are before must take their place. Amen? You don't drive, Tyler and I talked about, it, you don't drive by looking in the rearview mirror. You look in the rearview mirror once in a while, but you drive looking forward. Some of us need to shift our focus and stop trying to pursue Christ by looking in the rearview mirror at all the how we messed up and all the shoulda, woulda, coulda's. Be free today. Be free today. Okay. Even as a church, you know, I celebrate. This is a miracle. This place is a miracle. 13 years ago, we were in Cindy's living room, and the journey to get here is a miracle, like an absolute miracle. That's not even hyperbole. That's just, that's just truth. This is a miracle. And yet, moving into 2023, we don't rest on what he did in 22 as a church. We're moving forward. In 2023, we're moving forward as a church. I don't know what the God wants to do through the men's groups. I don't know what he wants to do through the women's ministry or the kids' ministry or the youth ministry or missions. I have no idea. But I do know that as a church, we are excited and enthused about 2023. We're not resting on 2022. We praise God for 2022. Like, here's a case. The development of the worship team in 2022 was phenomenal. Amen. All the teams that are up here, the various teams that come up here. We didn't know that was going to happen. That just developed. That just was revealed as we went in 2022. In 2023, I'm just as excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited a year from now to sit down with some of you and say, what did God do? You pressed on. You were there January 1st. You pressed on. You let go of the past. Tell me what God did. Tell me what God did. I'm excited to hear the stories. I'm excited to hear the stories. Okay? Debbie McDaniel says this Breaking up with our past does not mean to ignore it. Removing sticky labels doesn't mean we pretend that the pain never happened. It is what it is. It's shaped who we are today. It just means we won't allow it to control us anymore. We can learn from our pasts. We can heal from the struggles. We can believe that God will somehow use it all for good to help another soul. But we don't have to stay stuck there. It does not need to determine our tomorrow. And so I am making the choice. I am breaking up with my past. I will not allow it to rule my thoughts. I won't let it dictate my future. I will choose to let the power of Christ remove the old labels. I will choose to move forward. I will choose to live free. That is a vision for 2023. That's it. Free. And you might not even know what that looks like. And that might even get your heart beating because, I don't know, I've carried this thing for so long to not have it with me anymore. I don't know. That's okay. Hang in there. Hang in there. Let's do this together. Let's live free together. Right? So finally we come across this... uh, This quote by Jean-Paul Sartre, some of you may have seen this, famous philosopher, he says, life is C between B and D. And what he means, what he meant was the B and D, birth and death, life is C, is choices. Right? So between birth and death, what Sartre was saying is our life is really choices, right? So I'm thinking about that and I'm looking at that based on this and based on a biblical worldview and I'm like i want to tweak that a little bit, right? So my version says, life is C cubed between B and D. And then I always wanted to wonder, would it like to have my name as a a little dash, Pastor Richie? I was like, that's pretty cool, yeah. I just kind of put that for fun. (laughs) Right? You'll put all these other people. Why can't I put me? I made it up. So life is C cubed, which means... Between birth and death on this planet, if you're a believer, it's Christ, it's the choices we make in following Christ, and it's the change that results in transformation. Amen? So as a believer, life is C cubed between B and D. Christ is my life, I'm going to make choices that honor and glorify him, and he's going to change me. That's my, if you, you know, well, what's your vision? That's it right there. That's my 2023 right there. I'm going to live C cubed. Christ, choices, celebrate the change. That's just my personal, that's how I've summarized this whole thing. Okay? So finally, 2023. If you want to quantify this? Here's what we got, guys. We got 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes. Less minutes and hours because we're already on the clock. Question for us. What are you going to do with that? Clock is ticking. We don't get it back. We don't get the days and the hours and minutes back. We can choose how to spend them. So, my encouragement is get a vision. One thing you're going to do godliness, holiness, right? Press on. Forget the past. Let it go. Live free spend all this time wisely for the kingdom spend it for the kingdom and here's here's the motivation finally Matthew 5 you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father here's the deal Why are we pressing on? Why do we want to be more like Jesus? God gets the glory. It's not about us anyway. Why do you want to live free? Why do you want to do all this? Do it because God gets the glory. What we do as a church in 2023, we want God to get all the glory. You know why? Because there is a hurting world outside these walls. There is a world of darkness and depression and discouragement and evil and wickedness. And people need Jesus in 2023. And how can they come to see and know Jesus by watching you? The way you live your life, the way you pursue Christ in 2023, your friends, your relatives, your coworkers, your neighbors—they are all watching and listening to you. That's how you can be salt and light. Just follow Jesus. C cubed. Christ. Choices. Let them see the change. Amen?
0: So uh, just some quick announcements uh, before we get back into worship. Um, It's the first Sunday of the month. We'd like to just remind everybody, uh, particularly if you're new here, just about some of the logistics of being here. So we have welcome cards in the back of the seats. Uh, You can certainly walk up and introduce yourself to anybody. And we'd like to get to know you. We have a church email list that we'd like to put you on if you'd like just to stay informed, to keep you informed of things that are going on at the church. Um, There are ways to give. Uh, Giving is just a big part of our life together as brothers and sisters, and you can give on the church app, you can do it through the website, you can uh, do it in the little boxes that are around here, mail or anything like that. Um, We do have a website, we have an app, and these are ways, again, for you to just stay connected with, informed about things that are going on at church. And as important as anything is our prayer email. We have an opportunity for you to just let the elders know about anything that's going on in your lives that we would love to be praying for you anytime and all the time. So that's, again, an opportunity to uh, take advantage of part of our family being here as a body together. Um, we wanted to celebrate. There's a couple of pictures of an effort that Betty really kind of uh, led in taking Christmas presents, and so many people contributed to doing that down to Triple C. Um, and so I think there's a few pictures here that are kind of showing putting those things together and delivering them down to Triple C and the ministry that we have in partnership with our family down at Triple C. Um, and next is going to be a praise report from Tina about all the work that went in towards the food bank at Help of Ohio.
1: Sorry, I have my own special mic. Okay, so those that don't know me, my name is Tina, and I work for Help of Ohio here in town. And I reached out to our church body um, right around Thanksgiving. Um, we had had an infestation in our, pantry, our food pantry, and we had to throw a lot of stuff out. So that meant a lot of families weren't going to have any food. So I reached out to our congregation, to the elders and everybody, and you guys stepped up. We had so much food for our, um, our Thanksgiving box boxes, and we had stuff left over for Christmas stuff. Um, it's a continuing thing all year round. So I wanted to thank you for your prayers, for your donations, monetary and physically you guys brought over. Um, and we just appreciate that so much. Um, I think it's also a good witness. For those that work with me that don't um, maybe attend a church. So it's kind of nice that you just, we just ask. We're just normal people. We just ask, and you guys just stepped up. So thank you guys very much. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Tina. Yes. Thank you, Mark. My name is Jordan. I am the youth director here at the Well, and uh, I guess this is fitting for the youth stuff. yeah, yeah, it's official. Uh, so just a couple announcements for youth. Uh, you know, we, we just had a Christmas party. Uh, it seems like so long ago on the 21st. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we had a candy cane relay. We had a snowball fight in here with some fake snow. Too bad we couldn't get the real stuff. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we just had a lot of fun. We had a great turnout with all the students. So I know some of you are in here. Uh, thanks for coming to that. Uh, pro tip, have you guys ever done that rap game where you wrap something really small you keep wrapping it, and you just layer it and layer it and layer it yeah, have you, yeah. anybody yeah all right, okay, it was, it cool was Christmas well, all right, so we did that, and I realized that, and I guess this could be good or bad for however you want to do it we I actually got a paper gift card all the way at the bottom, wrapped in cellophane, and uh, we couldn't unwrap it, so if just think about that for the future, if you guys want to make it really challenging, we actually had to kind of raffle off, you know, draw names from a jar to see who won, so uh, it was fun. We didn't end up unwrapping that completely, but if you want to make it more challenging in the future, you should try that, but we had a great time. Uh, Like I said, had a great turnout with the students. Uh, We'll be having more events coming up uh, in the new year, Uh, and lastly, uh, we will not be having youth events this week, so no Bible study on Tuesday and no Wednesday youth group, but we'll be meeting up the week after, so thank
0: you. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, just a couple other uh, final announcements. We have on our app and the website four different Bible reading plans. So it's January 1st. If you would like to kind of take on reading through the entire Bible in the course of 2023, there's four different plans. You know, you can do it uh, historically, chronologically, lots of different kind of uh, tactics and avenues towards reading the Bible. But great resources. If you don't have access to the Internet and you'd like to use this and you'd like to get a printed version, see Tyler. And Tyler can arrange getting a printed version if you'd like, but technologically they're available on the website and on the app. And lastly, um, starting this next Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., the Baptist Church is actually coordinating on behalf of all the churches in town a monthly prayer revival um, opportunity. So it's getting together with brothers and sisters from all over the valley and praying for revival here in our in our city, in our state, in our country, and in the world. It's going to be at Alan and Jana Fletcher's house, which is uh, 856 Quail Street, 7 a.m. till about 7:45 or 8 a.m. and that's open to anyone who'd like to go. And certainly encourage you to take advantage of doing that.